And that is like my biggest piece of advice is do not commit to anything until you see them um, in person and you can assess what the hair is and whether maybe you do see it and you're like, you know what, this, this is a lot darker than I, than I thought. Maybe this is mm-hmm. too dark. Maybe mm-hmm. I did miss the mark, but maybe you'll see it and be like, this is exactly what, <clears throat> what they asked for. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Okay, Abby, have you ever been in a situation where your client shoots you a text or a phone call and they say, I hate my hair? Yes, millions of times. Right. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like, no, no, we all have like it happens. Yes. It it has nothing to do with your uh, skill as a stylist. It happens. It happens to everyone. And there's reasons why it happens. It can just be communication. It's not that you're the worst stylist in the world. Exactly. Rarely is that the case. I feel like that's what we have to hold on to during this episode, um, yes. normalizing the fact that this happens to everybody and that it, you can be the most seasoned stylist or a new stylist, but clients are going to be unsatisfied with their hair sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this week's topic is how do we handle client redos? Mm-hmm. Mm, what mm. a fun one. Yeah. Love mm. it. Yeah. Love it. Makes your skin crawl when you get that text. Right. right. Especially, yes. especially when you're not expecting it. So have you, especially when you, when you think right. I am amazing and I, I nailed, it. nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. You out, you know, every once in a while you'll do a client and you'll be like, Ooh, that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So and those are the ones that never call back. Never. Like, Oof, I don't know. Maybe should I tweak this? No, I think it's fine where you're, you're not sending someone out the door knowing that's not good because I don't, I don't do that, but like, there's those times you're like, I don't know, am I being too, am I looking at it wrong? But those people never call back. Never, never. But it is the ones that you actually thought you nailed. And then you get a message. It's like, you know, I just, I'm just not loving my hair. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, um, you know, talk about how, how do we handle these situations and, and when, you know, when do we charge? When do we not charge? What the conversation is like? So diving right in. Mm-hmm. One situation that has happened to me in the past is, um, you know, my blondes. I do a lot of blonding and I've had a couple clients who are like, you know what? This fall, I want to go darker. I would like to go darker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they show you pictures and they're like showing you like a level five and you're thinking, you're going to think that's black. You're going to hate that. Yes. You're going to hate that. Yes. But so you're like, you you try to talk them out of it a little bit. Like, no, I'm ready for this change. I'm so ready. You go even safe. You're like, I'm going to, instead of mixing that level five, I'm going to mix Mm-mm. a six and a half just yes. to be sure. Yes. Put it on. It looks just like they wanted. They It's like, you couldn't have done any better. And then they text you a few days later and they're like, my hair is black. I need you to put some highlights in it. What would you do in that situation? Are you going to charge them? Are you going to do it for free? What are you going to do? Oh yeah. Okay. So if you gave them, so that's, what's interesting. Like this redo conversation goes so many different ways. So this is a scenario where you gave them what they asked for, you nailed it. And now they are saying, I hate this. I don't like this. And I don't know if you feel like this, but whenever those situations do happen, I do feel like there is a tone coming from the client. Like you kind of messed something up. Right. Like, like they, they want, want that you to, to be the something. truth. They want right. that to be the truth that like you missed the mark and this is why I don't like it. But really you did what they asked. Now there's times that we do miss the mark and that's, that's a different scenario. But with this, 
How do you handle it? I know how I handle it. Do you want me to I want share? To know. Yeah, I absolutely. Okay. So first things first, no matter what the scenario is at the redo and they're, whether they're calling or they're texting nowadays, they'll either call, they'll text with pictures or just descriptions. I do not give any answers over those communications. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, I, I understand. I would love for you to come in so I can take a look at it. I say nothing. And that is like my biggest piece of advice is do not commit to anything until you see them um, in person and you can assess what the hair is and whether maybe you do see it and you're like, you know what, this, this is a lot darker than I, than I thought. Maybe this is Mm -hmm, too dark. Maybe mm -hmm. I did miss the mark, or maybe you'll see it and be like, this is exactly what, what they asked for. So let's say in the scenario is exactly what they asked for when they come in, I say, okay, well, will you show me those pictures again? Yes. Yes. That's what I was going to say. But I play, I kind of play dumb. I kind of just go through the motions of, okay, all right. So I understand. I actually validate what they've already said to me through the prior communication. Okay. I understand you are not happy with your hair color right now. So we took you darker. I know it's a big change. So do me a favor. Can you pull up the pictures that you showed me that you wanted before we decide what we're going to do here? I have Mm -hmm. not talked about price. I have not talked about what we're doing or anything like that. So then when I look at that and if I did hit it, I'm just like, okay, so this is what you're asking for. So I get it. It happens all the time. And again, I'm validating them. I'm not telling them they're wrong. Like you asked for this. You know, you don't say mm-hmm. that you don't talk to them like no, that. You, you say, can't. I get it. You 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 don't know until you like something until it's on your head. You think you can like it. And I just say those things to let them know that I'm not annoyed with them because we talked about that in our last episode, how they feel annoyed. They feel like it's exactly. annoying and all these things. Like I just want to validate that person because the more you can bring down the tension in this conversation, because redo is tension. So much for both parties, for both parties. Yeah. Yes. For both parties. So I just try to like bring it down. And then if that's the case and and I did hit the mark and they still don't like it, I say, okay, well, this is, you know, we did get, get you to where you wanted to be. I understand that you don't like it. So here's your options going forward. Mm-hmm. So I love this. Love it. Then I give the different scenarios for whatever that client may be. So maybe it would be, well, we can keep you for where you're at and your hair will lighten up because if you're a smart hair colorist, you do not use a permanent color. You definitely don't fill the hair in that kind of a client, right? You just use a demi-permanent, mm-hmm. take them dark because you want it to fade so because you know they're going to go light in three months again. Exactly. And, and so, um, yeah, there's no fillers involved with these with these clients. And um, then you give them the options. Okay, so we can either do that, which is the free option, just let it fade, or I can do whatever's on your service menu, whatever kind of mini highlight, quick painted balayage color, full highlight, and give the prices. Exactly. So you are is charging it? for that. And I agree. Yeah, I'm that is how that. I feel too. I mm-hmm. I think sometimes redos are so um, uncomfortable that it's you just want to like give the client what they want and get them out of there because you know, you feel like it, you might feel like it's your fault when in actuality is not, even if you like, know it's not your fault. You're just like, they think it's my fault. So I need to fix it and get them out of here. And I think we've all had times where we've just done it for free because it's easiest, but I have, I am the same way. I've gotten to the point in my career where I am like, no, unfortunately, you know, these are the pictures that not, unfortunately, you should even say, I say, no, I I have to watch the verbiage. You You gotta be careful. You You gotta be careful. You can't even say that. Mm -mm. You have to say, validate everything you said 
and, and, and show them the picture. And so I take one step further, especially when I'm doing any type of big transfer transformation, I have them send me the picture that they, that they are going for. So I have that on my record beforehand. and then beforehand, yeah. I take a picture of their hair before and mm-hmm. take a picture of their hair after. So I have mm-hmm. all three photos that. that I can use to be like, okay, this is where we were. This is where we went. And this is what the goal was. So you can um, be more factual with it exactly, exactly. rather than there's emotions involved, which rightfully so it's, it's your Absolutely. client's hair. It's, it, it's an emotional thing to not like your hair color, or your haircut. And so, yeah, that takes it factual. I love that. And that's also a good reminder. I mean, I know hairstylists and myself included, were like, oh man, I forgot to take the before picture. And it, so not that it's going to be used for social media, but it's, it's an insurance for policy. your records. That's what I always say is my insurance policy. And I store it right in their client notes so that I have that to go back to if I ever need it. Um, and it just like, you know, makes me feel more comfortable, but that. you know, I, I love your idea of the options and giving the options and letting them choose. I think that definitely diffuses the situation, gives them options and lets them know you're still on their side. Everything's fine. These are the things we can yes, do. Yes. That's a great way to put that. Like, Having the conversation be the complete vibe of as a hairstylist, we are on their side as the client. We're, we're, tr- we're trying to work together to get them happy with their hair. And I say those things like, I just want you to love your hair. That's my mm-hmm. number one goal. And if you can totally. say that stuff, they're going to feel so much more comfortable and know that 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 is that is so the truth. When a client can feel that the stylist is upset with them because they don't like their hair, then they don't even trust what the next color is going Step to be is. that they're fixing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote fixing. But if you are giving them the feeling that you're on their side and you want them to love their hair, they're going to trust what you're going to do next. So you're going to go above and beyond, above and beyond within reason, you know, right. for them. Right. So a little change of pace. Now, what if you get the message that you missed the mark and this is one that you're like, you, you, we do what you said. You, mm-hmm. We're going to bring them in because we're not going to commit to it immediately via text, mm-hmm. which I love. I think everybody should write that down, commit it to memory, bring them in for their appointment. And you're like, yeah, I, I'm, I could probably have done this different. Is mm-hmm. that a free situation? Um, for me, if there's something that I've done and the person doesn't like it and I did miss the mark, first of all, I know I've already missed the mark. I probably haven't let them left, but just in case I did and I didn't realize it, mm-hmm. um, for sure. I'm doing it for free. Same, same, for sure. Same all day long. For sure. If I can look at that, but that takes you as a hairstylist to be able to admit your fault. Yeah. It's humility. You're, you you yes. have to be able to say it. I think that's what makes a strong hairdresser to say, mm. to understand when you, we all, we are not perfect. Let's be no. honest. We are not perfect. And no. it, it could be application. It could also be a, a new color you tried or the, you know, something that went just a little bit wrong. It didn't yeah. lift right. Outside of so, your control and your expertise. It could right. be ke- the chemistry. Exactly. Of These chemicals happen. that you're working with. Exactly. So it's okay to take it on the chin and say, you're Right. I'm validating what I see what you see. Let me fix that for you at no cost. And, and and we're going to make sure you love your hair. And I think it's important that you lead in those scenarios with validating, like you said, and leading with. So today I'm going to do blah, 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 whatever it is, the procedure is to fix it. It's going to take me about an hour and a half, whatever the timing is. And there is going to be no charge for you today. 
lead with that because that's also going to put that client at ease because they've already spent however much time in your chair initially, Mm -hmm. what a week ago, um, and now don't like the hair. So now it's not even just a matter of like, they don't like their hair and they're worried if they're going to have to spend more money with you. But now like time is, is how much time is this for everybody these days, Mm -hmm. right. To go have to sit into the, in the hair salon for another hour, two, three hours to fix something that should have been good the first time that's stressful for them as well. Because think about the clients that sit in our chair, they're busy moms and wives and sisters and mothers and everything. And so they, them sitting in the chair usually is taking away from somewhere else in your, in their life. Yeah. I love that point. And so we need to also be upfront with how much time it's going to take too. And then when you lead with that, that redo appointment is super for me, for some reason, they're the most casual appointments. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they're just even more like now there's no pressure. We know exactly what we're doing. We're going to fix it today. And like, I find my client is even more at ease with that second appointment. Yeah. Yes. I agree. They're like excited and happy and like, feel like this big weight. I feel grateful that you're like fixing it and you didn't make them feel bad, which is sad that that's what they're used to with our, with our industry, but that's, that's what they're used to. I love it. I like the way that you nailed that down with not only the price, but the time. I think that's mm-hmm. that's brilliant and something that is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. So as we talk more about client redos, um, one thing that you and I spoke a little bit about was having the right policies in place to make sure you are protected when you are put in these situations. Um, one policy that I feel is very important is um, your time frame. How long do they have to decide that their hair wasn't what they wanted? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they are expecting or hoping or wanting you to do it free of charge. Mm-hmm. I think seven days is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. But the question is, do you have something in writing yourself for your business? Me specifically? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I was thinking that as we were talking about it earlier, I need to make sure I post, I want to have it posted not only on my website, but when they get their confirmation, their follow-up email, I send an email. I want to have that link, that verbiage in there. And I think that's a really great addition to anyone that they can, mm-hmm. a simple thing that they can do um, in, in a follow-up email to simplify the process and to set expectations. Put yes. your little verbiage in there. You have seven days. If there's any problems, please reach out to me by that time. And so if someone reaches out to you after those seven days, you can be like, yeah, well, here's the thing. Yes. It was in the email. Yeah, because people are not reading that stuff initially on the website or the email, but it's something that can be referenced back to say, well, just so you know, if you check your email, I do have a seven-day policy, blah, blah, blah. I don't have anything written up. Nothing. Yeah, right. Nothing. So you, you just verbalize it or you just no. kind of, Mm-mm. okay, mm, nope, you no. just... <laughs> So I'm not great with just like policies. I know it's like the worst thing in the world, but my thing is, is I have the policies that I have in place, which are not that many. Um, I've been put in place from year from over the years of like, oh, this is becoming a problem, like cancellations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cancellation has, is a, is a problem. And with, I think everybody. Um, and so I have those policies in place, but I don't, I don't know. I am a little. I, I I wouldn't mind putting a redo policy in, but I don't have a ton. You don't of have redos. a lot of redos. I I agree. It's not something that happens often. And you know, maybe if you're a newer stylist and you're yes. building your clientele, that's what I think. You're yes. working your way through this industry and trying to get better at your color theory. That is a great thing for you to do. I agree. Um, I, I think that especially applies. 
Um, but you know, for, for me, I, again, I'm like all about these days, insurance policies for myself. Like, uh, you know, I feel like I've been through the ringer the last few months. I'm just like, let's just make sure I'm covered everywhere. Every, so yes, all the everywhere. red tape, everywhere. And it's everywhere. like, and by don't boutique, mess with Kelsey. Yeah, no <laughs> insurance policies. There's a bubble around me right now. Yes. We done in, yes. in the boutique. We have we were having this issue with, you know, in the small boutiques, you you have like a return policy, obviously. And it's it's generally an exchange policy because you only carry so many items of things. You can't just like yeah. return it 30 days and later. One on the, yeah. Exactly. And so we had, we were having this issue where people were not respecting the return policy. And that is something that we did then. We put it in their, their email. We had it posted on the desk. And that's when I shifted mine. I was like, you know what? While I'm doing that, I might as well just go ahead and do it for my clients yeah. as well. Well, and I like the point that you made that if you're a newer growing or building stylist, then yeah, put these policies in place right now. I think that the reason why I say I don't have a lot of policies is I, I do feel like one of my superpowers is communication with my clients Mm -hmm. in the chair, um, in the moment. And so I feel very comfortable verbalizing things in person to people, but I know a lot of stylists don't, and that's really hard and really scary to like say it face to face to somebody. So that's when, if that's hard for you to truly verbalize things in the moment, then yes, write it everywhere. So you can reference back to it. So yes. not saying that they're wrong. I just know handle things differently. differently. And, and in my business, those aren't big problems, but I feel comfortable like talking about it. Well, I was going to make in, a recommendation. Yes. yes. What's your you recommendation? Know, I was going to, this has happened. I'm not going to lie. This is the funniest thing. I'm such a weirdo. I can't believe I'm telling these stories I'm on this podcast. I love it. But like <laughs> I had this client who was coming in for a redo and it was someone who was very like she's got a strong personality and she intimidated me and I'm very never intimidated. It is not my thing. I'm I can hold my own. So I made my fellow stylist role play with me. Like she was the client and I, I would practice it. saying what I was going to say to, to her I to like it. make my point, to make it sound good. Like we did this for like 20 minutes. I was like sweating because I was so nervous yes. about it. Yes. But when that client came in, I was ready. I had, I, she, Kenzie had, had given me everything that she could possibly say. And I was ready and it went, it went off swimmingly. So, you know, that's it, so that's so good. Like to have someone role play with you that knows how clients work and what they right. say, you know, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She would know what she would say back. That's so, so good. If you're not a communication guru, like Abby is <laughs> just throw out a little role play. Yes. I love that. That's so good. Did it go well? It went well. It went great. It went great. I mean, I have clients that intimidate me. That's a whole nother topic, but we all have clients that intimidate us. And why do they intimidate me? I don't know. There's just some people that have that aura to them. Right. Or sometimes it's snobby ish. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Well, a little mm -hmm. pretentious, you know. Totally. Um, Sometimes that's it. Or they're demanding. And I don't know. I don't know. It's not always the same person. Sometimes it's the sweetest people. Um, yeah, we all get intimidated by clients. Even I do. Yes. It's, it's a thing. Oh, I got to tell a funny story because yeah. I mean, it's kind of related, but it's kind of not. So okay. I, I have a coworker in the salon and she has this one client where we talking about intimidating clients and this, this woman just, she comes in like she owns the place, but it's not just owns the place. She owns everything. And so she thinks she works harder than everybody else. And mm-hmm. she's got everything she does is better than everybody else. And it's very obvious. Like she mm-hmm. comes in, we're all like, oh gosh, she's here again. So the other day she's in, she's in there and she's notorious for just like doing crazy things and like always like yelling. 
like on the phone. Okay. So she, so she, we were all like waiting around the corner to see what she was going to do today, you know? And it's always, she's always yelling at her husband about oh, the most irrational oh thing. Poor man. I mean, seriously. So this day she, and we're all like, like I said, we're all intimidated by her because yeah. she just comes in and owns the place. And so yeah. she was on the phone with her husband out in the boutique and screaming at him about his grocery shopping. And like, we're just listening to this all unfold. And, and then she comes back in and we're like trying to put like a straight face on. We're like, yeah, you didn't hear a thing. No, we didn't hear a thing. And she's like, oh, my husband's just so incompetent. Like he, he just never gets what I need at the grocery store. And so we had this whole conversation in the back room. She's like, she's like, I've got to, I have to fire this client. Like she intimidates me and stresses me out. Like I, and I'm like, I know, I know, but she's like too scared to have the conversation. So I'd be afraid of that client too. That's so funny. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe we should, let's have, let's make a note. Let's write, let's write a note to do intimidating client stories. Yeah. I love that. Cause I have a couple and I have, I I have two really good stories about that. I'm going to write that down. Write it down so we can use it for later. Well, this conversation was, you know, I think one that needs to be had because I'm all about these days normalizing these weird things in our industry that often don't get talked about and actually make us feel inferior when we shouldn't feel empowered knowing that this happens to everybody, Mm -hmm. that handling them the right way is part of what makes us successful business owners, successful stylists, and there is a proper way to do it. Yeah. And, and this is what I've always learned and stylists that I have in my salon that I help get through moments like that difficult moments with clients is it is so hard. You are going to feel uncomfortable. Your heart will be racing. You will be sweating. You will not want to deal with this, but when you actually just suck it up, you handle it in your voice. It might be shaky when you're handling it. However Mm -hmm. it is, once you get through that, you're going to feel so much stronger. And then when a situation comes up like that, again, you're not going to sweat it as much. And each time will be less and less. So when, you know, going back to me saying, I feel confident in communicating in person to people. I, I didn't, wasn't born like that. It's just over the years of doing hair. I slowly did that. I was the most shaky voice, the most sweaty, the most nervous, you know, 10 years ago. And now I can confidently say things. So I didn't just become this, I had to practice it. And so the more we start to put our policies in place and communicate effectively to our clients, even in sticky situations like redos, you'll become a stronger business person and stylist, you know, down the road. So we can do it. It's okay. Redos are okay. Okay.